0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode one hundred and twenty eight of the Boner Podcast, where we talk all things blood bowl. Jingle. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood type Ben BT. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. I believed that. That was that was good. That was <laughs> mostly good. <laughs> that was good.
1: Less tired than last week, I will yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we are also joined by to Extraordinaires and various correspondents, one being 3D printing and Blood Bowl 3, and the other one being our foreign correspondent. We've got Ian Triple Power Triplo and Miltonio Banderas. Guys, how are you doing? all good all good thanks
2: yeah good on my own thanks
0: milton you are very patient with me and my um my isle love white things It quite confused the heck out of tiff the other day Uh, well she was like oh you know i I was like i run milton back to the shipyard and she was like oh you know how was it and i was like yeah it was pretty difficult getting him underneath one of the trucks but um he did okay (laughs) She was like i don't understand i was like oh because i I was like it's it's actually just not funny like i'm really sorry and i was like i probably owe him an (laughs) apology (laughs) but you know you've got to escape from prison one way or another anyway it's christmas (laughs) over in
1: Christmas is coming. It's arrived in the Isle of Wight. <laughs>
2: mm. I asked him to take it down, but he said no. <laughs> ben no. was enraged. You know,
0: um, <laughs> I can. We've moved
2: on. We've had we've had Halloween. We've had bonfire night. It's Christmas now.
0: I can only assume that the lights are because you have like envy of of trips. Um, yeah, 100%. I do.
2: I do. I get I it. I needed to, I needed to out LED trips in some way. <laughs> I'm really falling behind. Like I've just got
1: grey and white. Like yeah, I'm okay. so boring. Like Ben's got the green screen going mm. on. You got LEDs all over the shop, and the other two, and I'm here with just the grey, bad
0: blind. For just two pounds a month, we can get Ben Christmas lights. <laughs> get me some LEDs. Please. We can yeah. do it. Let's crowdfund this. Just see if yeah. we can cover your entire walk. That's your shared office space, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure your partner would have do all that. <laughs>
3: yeah we could get a nice set of LED
1: curtains and uh, we could put uh, little messages behind you that would be quite good fun. I say this my house did look fire on Halloween. Oh, I had so yes. many comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like a last minute thing. People, de- people people down the road started decorating and I was just like oh man okay we can't I can't like stand out as the house that isn't like looking Halloweeny. Had like barely any decorations so found what I could like in the box. Just a couple of like skulls and things. But then I was just like, but what classic I do Games
0: have... Workshop player.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, you no, know, what I do have is some RGB bulbs and some uh, lights that Ben knows the classic starter, our little starter LED things.
2: Oh, they're quality. And, uh,
1: yeah. And I have those. I've got some films, uh, some, like, colored, you know, filters. I could do this. So I made them green. I put some... I've got some color-changing bulbs that I set up on a timer to move between green and purple every now and then. And I just put it all around the house. My um, gaming table, I lit up <laughs> green. So that shines through the window. Ah, uh, And it looks awesome, like, because we're a house in the corner. So you just walk past, and it's like growing, glowing green, purple beacon, like a mad science lab. It's, it's, it's it look, awesome.
0: Very, very cool. cool. Did you get any trick-or-treaters? <laughs>
1: oh, so many. It was really bad. I had D&D planned, oh, and I was there no. like, mid-combat being like, uh, I, this is my turn. I'm really sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like thirty, like odd oh, thirty probably visits.
3: We wow. would have made all the kids yeah. roll a D
1: twenty to start off with.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a critical fail, give me your candy. Uh like I Yeah, know, the
1: intimidation check, please.
0: Is it was uh, it was Tuesday night, it wasn't it? It was a club night. Is that right? Halloween? Mm. Yes. Actually uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I went to club, Tiff went out for dinner with a friend, but before we went out, she was like, If you go, what like what will we get trick-or-treaters we don't have decorations so surely if we don't have decorations we won't get trick-or-treaters and i was like well i don't know we didn't buy any sweets but in the shed we had the Halloween bowl that we used for the Twilight Imperium sweets, because, you know, hosting. So I whipped them out. I was like, well, if anybody does turn up, like we'll have the, have the sweets there. But I was like, you're right. With no decorations, no lights, like I'm sure no one will turn up. Uh, but we were waiting for Amazon delivery. And then like we had a little knock on the door and I was like, Amazon's here. I was waiting on resin. I was like, woo, went to the door. And there was just this woman and her tiny child. And I was like, oh, uh, that's not resin. I was like, here's the bowl of sweets. Help yourself. Cool. And then resin arrived afterwards. But I was like, oh, that's, like what's the what's the rules? And what's the rules on like stealing sweets from people? I guess there aren't any. I
3: don't
0: Halloween. Know. Halloween yeah. is Halloween is strange.
1: Stupid American tradition. Yeah.
0: It's cool though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> it's do, quite th- fun. It's nice to like interact with the neighbours. I think that's always like valued. Like, that's why I quite liked it here. Cause I never used to have it in where I used to live before. And like, now it's here and it's, it feels quite neighborly because we've got a lot of like families here. Ben,
0: so. no one came to your house before because you had your printers in your garage and it looked like a meth lab.
1: That is true. Yeah, I do walk out of <laughs> that gloves on.
0: It's just coming <laughs> out. Mask.
1: Breaking Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I'm always there like in my pajamas like... Like 10am, spraying models
0: just
1: onto the street. I've got a porch. It means I can do it. It's raining. Oh right,
0: is meant in the road. Like just put them on the curb. (laughs) (laughs) Spray around the
1: sides. Stand in the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Actually, built it. Isn't that how you met somebody? Like for wobble when one of you were like leaning Uh, out their window. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Where I was living before. This was during the pandemic, and I was like spraying out the window, and the guy in the building opposite was like you're spraying i was like oh blood bowl and then we ended up having a conversation turns out he plays warhammer <laughs> and when i invited him to club he came and played with us
0: oh, i love that it's i love the circle so of like how you get people involved in club it's wicked although there is there is someone in my road i haven't figured out who yet but when dad and i were building the foundations for the shed you heard this like t's, 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 and we both stopped, and we were, like, looking at each other. I was like, someone's priming Warhammer. Uh, but we couldn't see, so it must be, like, three or four houses to the left or the right. And I haven't managed to figure it out yet. But, like, every now and again, I'll just hear the shh, and I'm like, oh. It's
1: the interval of bursts. It is. That like, could only be from...
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. I was like, oh. It can't
1: be, like, a, a bike frame or something. That's I just, cool. like, I love it. It's,
2: like, like meerkats. Like, the sound of the yeah. hobbyist. <laughs> yeah
0: it's like the the cool yeah
2: yeah oh i love that
0: anyway what are we supposed to be talking about ben what are we talking about today um, own head bowl. oh yes <laughs> so that we had bone head bowl of the
1: weekend yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a little like rundown of how it went and all of that um it was really fun and uh yeah it was awesome to see people on that see people there like yeah. it felt like a really super friendly event
0: <laughs> oh it was so good to see everybody uh we had we, we sold out we got 50 tickets in i think uh mil we have 46 players in the end including you guys Forty-six, six including yeah. me and ben that yeah. is an awesome turnout i know we had a couple of people drop out and then replace them which is wicked uh and trips i know you and i spoke and actually think we can probably up it to 60 at our next tournament in toyment um yeah just have to make sure that pete knows we'll be taking all of the space and all the 40k guys will have to go play in the car park Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the sidewalk where ben primes um but yeah no it was absolutely wicked so we'll be talking about bonehead ball today but i think we've got a few bits of blood Bowl news to have a look at first okay so blood Bowl news we did the roll call for patreons and stuff last week the last episode um at i always say last week But, like, we only do this bi-weekly. And I said this to Ian, like, in Warhammer the other day. He was like, oh, you you don't do it weekly. I was like, no, we've never, ever, ever done it weekly. But it's always, like, last week on the Bonehead podcast, uh, Ben was mean.
1: It feels like weekly.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. (laughs) And in Games Workshop Land, that doesn't really give it much time to, you know, release anything but more on that later got a couple of kickstarters kicking around we got fantasy football billboards which i came across today uh this looks like it's just gone live and uh the google one is is upsetting but it's a how many do you know what? i actually haven't properly looked at this uh but this is an stl file bunch of panels with some very basic kind of um advertising bits on and they've done quite a good job. So they're printable in three parts. So they could be printed on resin or not, but they've got like the chaos bits and you've got some size guides. Um I'm not a massive fan of the shape of the billboard. It looks like a surfboard. Surfboard, yeah. I, yeah. Like literally square would have been better. Um, but I did think that it was a cool little it's just great to see little stuff like this going on because we always do the kickstarters and like here's this kickstarter for eight teams and it's like oh cool I didn't like having money um but seeing like a kickstarter that's like this for like hey here's some cool extra bits that you do not remotely need but you can pick up and it's 13 pounds or 15 pounds 48 advertising balloon panels and all stretch goals and I just yeah I just thought it was cool I thought I'd share it is this something you guys would use um personally no um
1: i don't tend to use many like bits and bobs to be honest with blood bowl which is a shame but it would be nice to to have that set up at some point but i
2: think if you're going for like a centerpiece thing or like if you wanted to like pair it up with maybe something like the mud and blood pitches or whatever could be quite cool
0: that's Um, what i was thinking i was like actually if you're building a um a stadium so obviously um, we will be doing that like so we need some advertising boards but i just thought some of the ones they did was actually quite good the pain station in particular was quite good um even if it is literally just the logo uh spike you've got ghoul they just i just thought it was a cool little thing uh probably breaching ip by using the actual logos but i don't know if you're looking for some billboards that are pre-prepped and ready to go actually pretty good thing for a pretty good price and then for something a little bit bigger so this is succubus studios they've gone live they've got 24 days to go from now so that's sunday the 3rd of december i mean i was gonna say oh wow christmas is here and then i i remembered milton uh with the christmas tree on the go there um ours ours is going up next weekend it is it is too soon but we're very conscious of like all of a sudden baby stuff so uh, but I have this hang up in retail in retail I'm in my element of retail you never. we don't put Christmas decorations up until after Armistice day because it's it's deemed to be in poor taste which I kind of I get like I think that's actually quite good because you know you make a big thing about Armistice day but if you've already got the Christmas stuff out it gets a bit like confused the messaging gets very confused so uh i've always been like christmas stuff doesn't go up until at least armistice day so i told this to tiff i was like no no, no not until you know armistice and she's like when's that i was like 11 11 11 you know 11 o'clock on on saturday the 11th and she was like okay well we're around we my grandparents for lunch that day so when we get back let's put the tree up defeated <laughs> <laughs> you by your own logic ah uh, yes <laughs> so yeah the tree will be up uh and and then I looked at my watch earlier when we were talking about it and I was like, that's three days. Like the the tree will be up in three days. But to be fair, with everything going on and having the house, it's it's very exciting. Like to put up the tree. Yeah. Anyway, but Succubus Studios have dropped a Harlequins Kickstarter. And it is, from the looks of it, Pro Elves. Now I haven't had a proper look yet, but we've seen loads of the Succubus Studios teams, specifically Every time Rick buys one, he's like, Mm. Ben, would you like to do an unboxing? And he's already messaged me saying, hey, I've backed this. Would you like to do an unboxing when it arrives? (laughs) I'm like, yes, please, Rick. That would be wicked. So we know that the miniatures are excellent quality. And, I mean, what more do you need to know? So they've gone with a Harlequin-themed Pro-Elf team. I I mean, if you close your eyes, unless you're driving and listening to the podcast, and picture a Harlequin-themed Pro-Elf team... This is exactly what it is. They've got the they've got the uh the Games Workshop Elven Union Armour with the Harlequin face masks and bits on. Like, what do you think then?
1: Uh they're super well made. They're very sexy.
0: The uh succubus studios do have a it's style kind of to thing.
1: them. Yeah, the, the silhouette logo does it like a gentleman's club uh logo. I was just thinking <laughs> of more the of Harley <laughs> Harley Quinn. <laughs> uh yeah, they um I think they're really good. I think they're really good. I don't think they're, like, egregiously, like...
0: The models are fine.
1: It's it's yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The the models are fine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: they're
0: really good. They're really, good, really, really well made.
1: They're really well sculpted. Um, They
2: are hot. So, yeah.
0: I if think... That's what you want for your miniatures. Then... This is definitely Batman, Harley so Quinn. are Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's um the the guy that runs the games workshop on the island who plays in the local blood bowl league. He has a wood elf team made from Eldar uh, Harlequins. Is that what they're called?
0: I think you'll find it's Eldari. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, it's very much in a similar sort of vein to that, and I I quite like that sort of style. The the image the imagery of it like the the aesthetics very like the the checked pattern the like diamond check patterns and stuff they've done on the examples and everything i imagine you would need to paint all that on but um it looks cool it's a cool theme
0: oh, oh that is a really 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 good point actually uh just a little bit of texture no that is freehand stuff yeah um so team wise we're looking at 69 euros for oh they've numbered them that's magic for 16 players and stuff uh oh they've done a mini set for sevens oh no a lines lineman pack 40 for eight you got a catchers pack 20 for four throwers 13 for two <clears throat> losing my voice blitzers 13 for two as well so you can pick up that but a team for 60 pounds is that right 61 yeah. pounds 16 models eight line two blitzers four catches two throwers so it's a standard elven union team with unlocked stretch goals 61 quid for notice. a high quality third yeah
1: they had uh, they had some witch elves as well and extra blitzers so you can make a dark elf. <laughs> oh I think I saw some witch elves earlier
0: did we see witch elves
1: I swear I did yeah those ones those two are they are they stars no oh sorry
0: Nick's aria yeah Um, that that i I say it feels like a miss when you're doing like your vanilla widow uh, vanilla elves i mean i guess Mm. they've already done them all um it's just such a mm. anyway 61 pound for a pro elf team the standard that these guys do i think is actually pretty good like you said ben it's a bit stylized i do think it it does remind me of the animated batman series yes. which i you know can't really knock that although i think uh batman of the future was obviously the best but i think i've seen that <clears throat> you mean batman beyond wasn't it i do mean batman beyond yeah, yeah that was that was a good one i liked that but yeah. um anyway that so another elven union team coming here uh so that's it for kickstarters but there was other a bit that i don't think we've actually spoken about on the podcast which is Greebo Games have dropped a vampire team. So vampires, obviously all the rage at the moment, they've gone a different style. So Brute Fun's dropped a vampire team that can also be used as a human team with your classic kind of Blood Dragon vibe to it. You've got the Games Workshop one, and then you've got the Gribo one, which has gone in their kind of classic video game aesthetic style. I don't know if you can see that on the screen well enough. Can I zoom in? no i can zoom out though that's almost as helpful um so we've got they look like if you had vampire skaven which is that's kind of the vibe they're very ghoulish they're very ghoulish with weird zombie thralls greebo i feel like tend to do quite um quite vanilla teams but with a mmo style to them but this one is massively different compared to what they'd normally do. I mean, it feels, it feels like Blade blade come to the Blood Bowl pitch.
2: It is an odd aesthetic. It's, it's oh God, there was a brilliant comment on the Discord about that the Bat Ogre. It's like, would you like some bat with your bat? Because it's got a bat <laughs> like on top of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is a very cool Bat Ogre it is a peculiar choice of bat hat the bat ogre. yeah you got it there yeah uh yeah. it's cool but uh, grebo do some good stuff i do not think it is remotely as useful as the um as brute runs like that's just it's just it's just not or you know milton i think you're you you homebrewing one
2: mm yeah i've got the uh, Vargas kit which uh i mean i mr warham's um, done a wicked one already he's actually put his together completely mine's sort of in bits on the side but um yeah there's a lot of options out there already for it and like the, the style's really kind of like unique but there's a there's a lot of other ones out there that i think are probably better to fit with other stuff but if you're obviously going to run the team as a whole then it works really well together
0: it is it is just um it's just, like I say, a bit much. I don't mean a bit much, but it's it's much more aesthetically uh, solitary than most of Grebo's stuff. This mm-hmm. like, A lot of Grebo's stuff would go with its stuff, like the big orcs fit with the dwarves just fine. And, and it, this, this feels like a style of itself. Even the photos um, of the models are kind of like dark and gloomy. And it's great to see because it looks like this is actual real model um, instead of... Looks like it instead of uh, the usual kind of um render that they do. But I mean, it's very cool to see. And like you said, it's always good to have like an extra No no no, Siri, don't be doing that. An extra alternative. Um do we have a look at the do we have a look at the uh, the Skaven team that these guys did? I, I think it, it mm-hmm. went on uh, it went on Kickstarter of like a week or something. Only oh sorry i think i completely missed this yeah I remember. rives they did a they did a kickstarter but it was only on for like a week and let's see i'll tell you what they are doing a really good job showing off the actual prints of their models uh so it's kind of like got the goblins aesthetic they looks like the pathfinder goblins um mixed in with some rats that look very cool and really nicely painted they've just got this weird like they've got small head big shoulders syndrome um which made it a little peculiar in my eyes and i love a good skaven team so it was cool to see i like the way they do all of this stuff
1: yeah, um, it's it's the classic Ripo style. I think it works really well for some teams. Um I don't know about the Skaven personally. Um not really to my taste, everything's a bit rounded and things. The Vampires I think is a bit too batty. But um
3: I find yeah,
1: it's yeah, I don't know. It's just not for me really, uh, personally. But the I, I, um
3: I quite like them as a completely different take on vampires. So I think if you if you don't like any of the other ones out there, this one might be one you like. And they're going to look different because I think we're going to see a lot of people playing
0: vampires over the next six months. <laughs> We've got like three or four in our league at the moment anyway. Um, and I think you should be playing vampires. I think they're very cool. But anyway, Gribo doing some absolutely fantastic stuff. So the last bit I had on the news clip here is uh, that Games Workshop have got a preview show coming up in I'm uh, just all uh, the dates at the moment are just lost on me um like the the big downtick is happening and this is happening in two weeks time one week time yeah a week after my christmas tree goes up that's right it's three o'clock in the morning um but i mean it's all exciting to have a 40k aos heresy old world underworld uh kill team and necromunda release saw a great little meme on the um the lord of the rings page that was just this image with a little thing down here that said no mse me no msg bg or whatever it's called no, um, MSG. <laughs> no msg is now how i'll be referring to the middle earth strategy battle game um so all well and good i mean i feel like we just had a preview show for all of this i mean was there anything particularly shiny on the preview show last time ben uh I cannot remember. I feel like I'm
2: so out of the loop. Oh, they, re- they released another um, Primark, didn't they? Oh, Pogrim came out. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Was that on this, though?
0: That or was a snake. Like was random... that the snake boy?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a random drop. Well, I don't think that was this. Was it? I can't remember when the last big preview event was and what they showed.
0: Uh, there was a big bit about the old world on the last one when they were like, here's bretonians mm. Here's some more bretonians and some more Brutonians. Um which was... Which was pretty cool, um, but they seem to be on an absolute uh, burner at the moment for for showing stuff that you've already seen, and that gives you absolutely nothing. Trips. I think you flagged this up with the uh, with the epic news the other day. that was like, here's an article. Yeah, here's an
3: article of all the articles about the thing <laughs> that you still can't get. <laughs>
0: It did make me laugh because I was like, "Wow, we've gone from previewing the preview to now like a pre like pre the articles." I thought that was uh, that was quite a good bit of pad. Um. Anyway, the reason I'm talking about this is because this is actually taking place at the Games Workshop World Championships of Warhammer, and I'm really interested in this because I obviously would love to see them do something like this for Blood Bowl they've been picking up the pace of their Blood Bowl tournaments at Games Workshop HQ I know Ben you went up um, picking up the pace of uh, running them more frequently whether there's other things or not you know definitely uh, for discussion um, but they've been doing more Blood Bowl tournaments and that's not fair they've been running more Blood Bowl events I think is, is a, a better way of saying it and um, and we've got the the world championships of every other system apart from MSG, right? Um, actually, I don't think that's fair. It's just Warhammer and Warhammer Age of Sigmar that uh, I think I just I just it's just I find it really interesting that they've got a game system that is built around literally like the game itself, like the theme of the game is playing in a tournament and winning like it's as meta as the Yu-Gi-Oh card game was uh, the net that the anime was right um which i thought was awesome at the time i was like hey they're just cutting out all the bs and going straight for a tv show about running a card game uh and then i think south park did an even better one when they were like with the chin pokemon it was just a case of like hey, it's a tv show about buying things um <laughs> which is absolutely quality so Games Workshop, running world championships for AOS and 40k. I mean, Milton, you are there when it comes to the minutiae of running a tournament. Is this something you would like to see Games Workshop do for Blood Bowl?
2: Um, <clears throat> it's an interesting one. I think me and Ben discussed this quite a bit on our travels to uh, Bonehead Bowl. I would love for Games Workshop to... How do I put this? Um, for the, for them to put more consideration into blood bowl, as it, as you said, into the kind of concept of tournaments, and to kind of bring that excitement to the game. Now we went, well, was, was it earlier this year? Was it last year? We went up to Nottingham.
0: It was this oh, yeah, year. Fun. Yeah, it was spring. Was it this year?
2: Um, Yeah, and and that was really great fun and like having that kind of atmosphere, being in and around Nottingham HQ and having all of that kind of going on and that buzz with all the players was really great. Um, I think, you know, maybe they're kind of in this sort of, I don't know their, I don't fully know their history of running Blood Bowl tournaments and stuff, it felt like you know, having been to other tournaments ourselves and having such a great community that maybe them as a they kind of got some places where they can grow with it um and so i'd love i'd definitely love to see them do that and take kind of ownership of that and make that better but from the experiences we had which were great but you know by no means i think in order to kind of run like a big tournament like that they'd really have to nail down what it is that they're already doing I think that's a fair assumption
3: is that them running events as opposed to running tournaments Ooh,
1: it's a good question hmm. um a very diplomatic answer though uh milton
2: yeah <laughs> why would you have gone more cutthroat with it no they have a long way to go i
1: i don't know it was i might just be because it's like fresh from going to the previous one but They, they, uh, if we're gonna have some kind of world championships for Blood Bowl, that's not the World Cup. I'd, I'd rather see it in anyone else's hands, but Games Workshops, personally, they (laughs) could, they could do it, but they never will. And it will be, it it would just, it's a shame because it's yeah. If they if they put a, a bit of care into it, they could come up with something amazing. They have the resources and the capability to do so. But, I, I just don't think they
0: care. I don't know if they have the resources. i i think I think it feels like oh, they do. I, they I can get them. Well, let me rephrase the people who care don't have the resources to mm. do it yeah. as well as they should do it. and I think I think that's massively like, tarnished by my view of the corporate world at the moment where it's like mm. hey yeah those of you who know what you're doing no budget for you those of you who don't know what you're doing you control the budget and i feel like that's a little bit of everywhere so the blood bowl team all of the releases and like the little random community bits that they pop up on on Warcom and stuff like the last one for halloween that's just fun goodness like i really like what games workshop the blood bowl team are doing the star players are great the rules are great for the most part uh if you know and and that's really 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 good i think i think you just fit into that corporate thing where the events are run by the events team um and the events team i think like you said ben potentially don't play blood bowl and we are kind of spoiled because blood bowl tournaments for a very long time have been run by blood bowl players for blood bowl players and I think that's what you get when you go to a Blood Bowl tournament. Whereas with AOS, like, it's so miserable to run an Age of Sigmar tournament that Pete can't get anyone to do it for Beachhead. Like, and I just, like, and, <laughs> like, but, you know, and they've got a world championship berth. Like Games Workshop have said, hey, huge event. You get a, a champion going to the world championships. And no one wants to run it. And it's like, oh. And then you've got Blood Bowl, where, you know, you go to a bad Blood Bowl tournament and you have a great time playing games. You go games. to
1: a blood tournament every weekend, I
0: reckon, yeah. if you
2: chose, in the yeah, UK, yeah, if, yeah. You,
0: if you really tried. Like, 100% good. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, we are absolutely um, yeah. spoiled. Um,
2: so, so that's a great question, though. So the uh, the ones you just showed on the screen, the events that are coming up, are they run by the events team? Or are they community run but just backed by Games Workshop?
0: Well, the World Championship ones for, for yeah, Age of because Sigma? Because so
2: what you what you said is correct. Because yeah. with the right person, so someone that really was passionate, understood the game, you know, could run all of that stuff, backed by Games Workshop, as opposed to maybe the events team who aren't regular Blood Bowl players but are there to support an event happening,
0: could 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 make it work. And that maybe? is exactly what you see with the American events so uh jim james james loft is the guy who runs or I, I i may be wrong he runs at least one of the american events for games workshop so uh th- think of stuff like lvo and adepticon and stuff like that the blood bowl tournaments that happen there like he's an example of a blood bowl player that would run their own tournament but actually is like right i've got this like you give me resources in the way of people and stuff and i'll run you an event uh, and they've backed that and 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 it's gone you know really well um by all accounts um uh, but the age of sigma stuff i believe it's kind of like itc tournaments are picked or they're they are given a golden ticket to say the winner gets part of this championship i don't know but it's just like they're feeding tournaments but this one the lot with live coverage is being run by games workshop i believe and oh I, you know, I, obviously, I just want Blood Bowl to be bigger and better, and I'm not gonna bury the lead. Like, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to have a Pro Tour, like Magic: The Gathering Pro Tour style, for Blood Bowl would just be exquisite, and dibs uh, on <laughs> on that in every way. Um, so maybe not like, I maybe not like a series of Games Workshop run events leading to a championship. But a Games Workshop hosted championship of some kind, I think, I think would be wicked. And I, I, and part of me is probably thinking because if Games Workshop did live coverage, it would be a real, a real interesting thing to see and a real cool spike. Um,
1: Why does Games Workshop have to do it? I feel like Blood Bowl has like a, such a strong third party scene that would just be completely ignored in that kind of setting, though. That's that's what I mean, where it's like, I feel Blood Bowl thrives on the fact, like, you, you enter, if you enter the World Cup, like, all of the, event, all of the vendors,
0: like, Maybe. there is
1: no Games Workshop in sight. And it's amazing. You can fill a hall with it. And it's just like, it's, there is just this whole, like, whole community outside of it, which I think would be great to celebrate in a kind of World Series thing. Imagine, like, all the sponsorships you can get with um, like companies and stuff. Maybe if you, you pulled people in, have representatives, you could have teams playing with Charlie Victor on their shirts or whatever. Like, what well, you already do that. That's gonna say. <laughs> you already get that. Yeah. exactly <laughs> you what happened. All over the place. I don't yeah, know. Um, I don't know. I just
0: yeah. want. I just want more. And and I guess I I I guess you're right, Ben. I, I guess you, what you're calling mm. out here is that I guess I do kind of want the rubber stamp because what? as you know, as feudal as the bloodball community is and in a great way um it's it's it is fractured and we have this kind of like interesting divide between games workshop rules and not games workshop rules i saw a thing on facebook earlier today where someone was asking a question of like oh faq like what would you like to see in the faq which will be coming in a a few weeks i hope and it was like well one of the things i'd like to see is the extra time like it says eight turns is that four turns each or is that like eight turns each at the end of the game i was like you know what never even read it never even thought about it like that maybe it does read that way and and a couple of people flagged up and were like well do it do what you want like why are you even worrying about it and the guy was like well because it's it, I, i'd like the game to be represented and play i'd like people who are coming to club to be able to play the game that they've bought and not just our version of the game and there is that kind of like i don't know i, I say officialness that we don't need we've proven this like the mm-hmm. world cup like every one of our tournaments here's the rules they're compiled this is what we're using have a great time and people have a fantastic time but there is that level of like cool you're the nfl is a cracking example nobody cares about the winner of a american football league in america that isn't the nfl NFL is the American Football League. Someone's like, "Cool, you're an XFL champion." It's like that means nothing. Like, congratulations. In the same way that it means how Americans call themselves world champions for the only games that they only play. Like, it's that kind of. It's just weird. I don't know why. And I think we've had this chat before. It's, it's that that rubber stamp that just means something to some people.
1: But I, I feel think... in, blood, in the Blood Bowl world. Sorry, Milton. I feel in the Blood Bowl world is the opposite
0: but the blood, yeah you're
1: but, like games workshop only but bloodball blood like, blood oh, is cool, bigger okay.
0: than the bloodball community though is it, G- yeah. games workshop is bigger than the bloodball community i mean not for long all you have to do is look outside your window and hunt down the person spraying models uh <laughs> <laughs> which I think, I think is cool
2: i, I think what you hit just there is really important, and I think that was probably one of the biggest gripes I've heard about the Games Workshop-led events, Blood Bowl events, is the rules themselves being kind of the biggest contention, because Games Workshop, when we went, basically was like, Match Play Guide, this is the rules, you know, whatever the current published rule set, you know, the tiering was exactly as what's in the book and whatever, and now, you you know if you came to one of our tournaments or any one of the many other tournaments that have, uh, um, that are run by other individuals, when a, whether it's the World Cup or or whatever, you know the rules pack is curated and the, the the slight issues that you find with the current published rules are kind of curated and refined. The tiering is refined. You know the the, the
0: FAQs are on, in there.
2: Yeah, and it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it creates like a very clear, very like even playing field. So in order for Games Workshop to be able to kind of get there, they'd have to make sure that the rules were that tight and then enforce them and create that standard. And I just don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, you are, you are, you are, you none of you are, are wrong in any way, shape or form. Like, yeah. You're exactly right. And I think, I think, When um, we heard that Age of Sigmar wouldn't have anybody running at a beachhead, I sort of said, hey, Milt, fancy it? Um, And while I know that, like, you have the logistical ability to do it, not knowing the spirit of the game and not living it and and knowing the problems the end user is going to have puts you at such a massive disadvantage if you're running an event, I think. And, And I feel like that's some of what we've seen.
2: I mean, I like AOS as a setting. I liked AOS as a game. I've completely gone off of it now. Um, I doubt I'll ever revisit it. But the thought of, like, yeah, having to—I I actually, I genuinely believe that running a tournament for one of those game systems could be really fulfilling and really exciting, particularly if you had the enthusiasm that we have from a, from the Blood Bowl community. know like when we run an event like everyone (laughs) turns up and we'll talk we'll go into this about uh bonehead bolt in a bit but like everyone turns up super excited super prepared ready to go you know uh and 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 ready to, to try their best to win you know they're having fun you know we've got like a really good community of people we've got some regulars we get some new players um i like what would scare me enormously is that maybe that wouldn't translate to those game systems maybe it does i don't know i'm not involved in it but i think that would be where you would find the fulfillment from it probably
0: not the rules uh, yeah and I, I think i think like you, like you just said like i don't know i'm not in it i don't know what i what i want to get out of a tournament i think is the thing you need to like you need to know because like we've you know over over time over years we've been running events and we run tournaments the way that we we want them to be run for 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 players for us as players so some people find it really challenging like to provide a roster ahead of time because they're like well why why can't i just turn up on the day with my roster handwritten and and it'd be okay like we we had this before like some um some long-standing NAF players were like i'm not gonna send you my roster like i'm gonna print one off and, and i'm going to bring it with me it was kind of like cool like we want to do it this way so that there's no queue at the door checking the roster because as players we we don't want to do that on the day we want to rock up say hello and then spend half an hour chatting with everybody checking out their teams and their rosters and then having the games go ahead instead of us double checking that you've not used too many skills and it's like well that's why we do it that way it's not because there's one way to do it it's because that's what we want as players and I think, you know, if you don't know what you want as a player, you can't necessarily gauge it. And the the great thing, and I mean, Ben, you've, you've, you're have you kind of doing the tourney circuit at the moment, is that every Blood Bowl tournament has a very different vibe, a very different cut, but that's the bit before where you build your roster. On the day, generally speaking, as soon as you sit down, it's the same game, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, yeah. No. No. You're right. I was. I was just gonna elaborate, but it, it's. I think we've we've touched on the point enough. Um, I just want. I. I just wanted to finish with like. Uh, if you're talking about tournament vibes, the sort of least. Uh, the least coherent one, or if that's lack of a better word. I don't know. It's just in terms of vibes, the Games Workshop ones are the ones that I feel are lacking the most in terms of just this is a really organized event. They are the least organized events I've been to and that's what worries me in like um, a World Championship consideration. I I, I just feel like what I said at the start where Mm. I would love to see it anywhere but Games Workshop. (laughs) (laughs) Like as a last resort Games Workshop.
0: I i i think for me it was seeing ian Warhammer play age of sigma streamed on the warhammer twitch channel uh, it was just an absolute moment of joy as he set up his beautifully painted army and then his dice just died on camera and you could see from his little tiny bold spot at the top to so the hunch of his shoulders, bless his heart, he just got more and more devastated in front of thousands of people. And it's just like, it's just that little moment of like, you are the official Age of Games Workshop loser. It's just, there's just a little. <laughs> say, yeah. No, he didn't, though, did he? Did he not no, they didn't give they didn't him, him any. any TV no, so all he's got is the Twitch clips of him getting absolutely tabled in two rounds <laughs> that's while that's everybody really from the club watched, and it's like actually there is. I, that's the only thing for me that I agree. Like, just that would be really cool to be like, oh my god, Warhammer Twitch now, blood ties on there with his corn team. Like, there's a there's a real oh cool my. like ah oh, quick wicked moment. I mean, I know that you know you and streams well should i what i think any of us with dice and streams um oh i i have some moments i have some good moments <laughs> i do have some good moments skinks for the win in that death ball. that was outrageous <laughs> oh, gracious <sighs> yeah it's an interesting one thank you for letting me just chat this through with you because it's just it's just something that i believe is better as a pipe dream than a reality. <laughs> and i i'm i'm a big fan on wanting more and wishing for more and i guess i'm just to kind of like tie this up in a little bow sometimes one being left wanting more is better than being given everything and have it not be as good as it can be i mean i don't just mean blood bowl 3 but blood bowl 3 is a cracking example of this we're like oh my god bring it on let's go let's go let's go and then you're like oh i kind of wish i was still waiting for it to come out um, yeah and actually with the warhammer previews i've already seen some stuff in places being like oh no blood bowl and i'm like you know what we awaited a year for vampires and it's been great the team's interesting they've expanded it we've got star players there's fluffy rules we've got something to explore and and like enjoy for now so being left not having everything you want is a probably a really good thing and i know that's middle of the road but actually i want more all the time but i know that if they gave me more that there'd be a problem with it and it's just part of the human condition i think especially as being a gamer But with that in mind, before we move on to the hobby section, just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who supports us in any way, shape or form, whether it's just supporting us on Patreon or YouTube, watching the videos, subscribing, abusing us in the comments or the Discord or, you know, um, supporting the channel with the, the shop or supporting Blood Tithe with making him paint. 24 7 which i'm a big fan of um ben i've put your link in the show notes now it's like in oh, there thank you yeah i've you. it's been like two months um but but finally bonehead 10 off there you go yep uh, Brush, I, try, I think it's under unemployed ben paints models i'm not sure yeah, if that's that's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way um i keep referring to tiff as unemployed tiff she's on maternity uh so <laughs> that's that's another quality move there guys uh relationship
2: tips (laughs) she loves that yeah
0: yeah she loves that i work from home anyway on to hobby it's hobby games painting (laughs) buying priming ben painted anything (laughs) uh yes i have um
1: i painted my team for uh games workshop which um, got lots of recognition at the cabinet which they weren't allowed to enter at the tournament. God damn it. And, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, turns out that they nominated eight teams and I didn't seem to make the cut, which I'm very angry about. I left them good feedback. If anyone from Games Workshop is listening or from the events team, don't do that. Uh, Let people enter. People put a lot of time into that. So, very mad. But, um, yeah, uh, other than that, I have been working on some tie stuff. Uh, I've got an order going out tomorrow. Some Where Games Dark Elves. Um, So, that's exciting. Um, And, yeah. That's about it, actually.
0: Not bad. Not bad at all. Right. I actually got a Blood Bowl game in, and it was wicked. And it was Halloween, and I busted out the new Vampire team for my league, and I played a wonderful game against John, who was running Necromantic. So, it was doubly spooky. Uh, And... It was an absolutely cracking game. John was fantastic. Do you know what? Running a new team properly in league and having not really played at club for a little while, I was rusty. I was legitimately rusty. And the worst thing is, Ben, I did tell Ian off for this. I walked in and we had all the tables spaced out. And I was like, Ian, what are we doing? COVID is over. He was like, Oh, yeah. We should really start doing that. Should we, should we put the tables back now? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. But next week, let's put the big grand hall table back in because it was yes. way too much fun to watch everybody's misery left and right. And he was like, yeah, it's like, cool. Anyway, after that, uh, I sat awkwardly sideways on a table. Uh, which was also quite challenging because <laughs> I was like, I can't play sideways, this is miserable. Like the, and yeah, it wasn't miserable, it was fine. So I shibbyed up to the end. But uh, John, he he had his necromantic horror game and it was a it was a pretty good necro team. Uh, he's got there was a blodge wolf, a block wolf, a, a blodge ghoul with sure hands, and a bunch of guard ghosties. So I kind of I went into be. it and I was like, Ugh. so I ruined his day. By taking Ivan the Animal Death Shroud. So I got to try out two of the new things. I got to try out the new vampire roster uh, again in another team. And I got to try out one of the new star players. And you know what? I love them both so, so, so much. Opened up the game. Uh, I elected to receive um, so I could get the opening blocks with the VARG. So I'm running a VARG, a runner, two throwers. Uh, Four um, re-rolls and I went with the minimum amount of thralls for the first game so I could chuck it into DF so I could start generating income because I was like well you know what thralls are any 80k if I start with 12 I'm going to lose one anyway so I'm going to be starting with 11 next game I might as well suck it up vampire pun intended for a couple of games and use Journeyman while my vampires level up. Uh, so I said to John, I was like, really sorry, dude. I'm gonna make some counterintuitive plays because I need to brew up the spps I was like, so I'm gonna be backfield throwing. I'm gonna be playing pitch and catch with my players a little bit. Uh so open up, did some blocks, Ivan was good, Vargolf was good, doing some punching, and um, my two throwers played catch in the backfield for a couple of turns and brewed up some SP. And then my runner just wandered off and scored a touchdown. And I was like, all right, this is this is cooking. This is OK. I only had a couple of failed bloodlust. Four re-rolls would do that um, just to try and keep them cooking. So opened up, got a completion and then a casualty. One of my thralls did it. Then I got another completion. Then I got another completion. Then I, had, I gave it off to the runner and she ran in for the touchdown. So I was like, OK, I could have done that in two turns. I like vampires. This is quite fun because I was worried that they would be slow in circumstances. And I was worried about the runner being left out on a row. But the runner was wicked. Um, and I, ben, I think you did call this. Like, ah, don't worry about bloodlust. And you know what? Don't worry about bloodlust. Uh, <laughs> worry about going for it into the end zone because that's what cost me the 2-1 win on turn 16. Uh, but actually, the team did great. Um, Ivan was awesome. For 190k, he is exactly what you want against a developed team. So if you're running Sylvain in Spotlight, he is what you want. Block and tackle with movement six and strength four. He's it's so good. Like so I had the Varg, I had my two throwers, and I had Ivan. So they were just two die hitters everywhere on my field. So the Bludge Wolf is only strength three. Like. And I was gonna say, you've got hypno you can turn both of them off if you need to, right? So play of the game. He's driving. Bludge Wolf gets the ball. He's going down the sideline. He's moved some people in and tagged up Ivan. He may have—I think he might have just thrown a lot of resource to knock Ivan down and keep him out of the way. um And he, he runs down the side, completely out of range of my vampires, in range of my Vargolf, the vargeist But the vargeist is tagged by two players, so um, he's like, right, he's sent up, and he's like, okay, well, best you got here is a four plus dodge onto the ball carrier, and he's got a loner, so. Phew. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. And I looked at it. I was like, hmm, all right. Do you know what? I'm just going to just gonna try some some hypnogaze things. I was like, if the hypnogaze works out, I don't even have to make a dodge. So one hypnogaze guy went in, hypnogaze the dude. The other vampire went in, hypnogaze the other guy off the Vargolf. <laughs> the vargeist activates, doesn't bloodlust, wanders right up to the ball carrier, and I'm about to frenzy him off the pitch, and he just rolls both down, both down. And I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> but the cool thing was... The threat range of everything is significant. And I did it again later where I was like, well, I can take a 2-plus dodge with the ball carrier here or I can move up another vampire and try a 2-plus hypno gaze, so that I don't even have to roll the dodge. And it mitigates so much. And it always gives you these options. And I was chatting with a load of guys at Bonehead Bowl at the weekend about vampires, where obviously everyone's trying them out now. Uh, and they were like, yeah, this is... Like if you know what you're doing, you, you you know you you see this extra layer of hypnogaze opportunities mm. that most opponents are going to struggle to see, um, and it's really 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 good. So I was really it's a different
1: game, that. isn't it? When you can just sort of because you never you are never used to it, especially with vampires not being like really that well represented in yes. this edition to have to like remember that you're up against vampires and they can just turn things yeah. off
3: yeah, like, Who cares? yeah you're gonna set your defense up and they but any any part of that could be turned off so it's, yeah it's, it's gonna make us wicked. and i think we've said it a few times good vampire coaches are going to be a nightmare to play against
0: yeah uh, they they were not slow they were just fine uh so really enjoyed that the only frustrating thing about the game is that i finished with one spp on one thrower two spp on another thrower three spp on my runner so naturally it put them all three uh, forward for the mvp and the mvp landed on the one spp player so now i've got a five spp a two spp and a three spp vampire they're all this that's close kind of good. yeah that's that's the... <laughs> and i tell you what a little like uh, etiquette tip if you if you do rock up to your opponent you're like just to warn you I'm going to be doing my best to farm SPP by doing things, I think was an honourable thing to do. because uh, And also, you just don't want to be like, what are you doing throwing the ball around in the backfield? I was like, look, I don't care if I lose as long as I level up my vampires, um, which was kind of like how I went into the game, because I was like, I don't care. Like, as soon as they got pro, I can start winning. So I was like, if I drop the ball... <laughs> Uh, I did get a 1-1 on a throw. I went for the second completion with the guy with one completion and he 1-1'd one, it. And I was like, oh, what are you doing, buddy? Um, but, yeah, scoop. I'll have fun, anyone. Yeah, exactly. So, I loved them. Uh, really looking forward to my next game. Obviously, the team has not had any chance to dev. Uh, in fact, my TV's gone down because I I had a, li- a lineman die, I think. So, I've probably only got 10... I've got nine players left. That's right. One's missed next game. One guy died. So my choice to not buy 12 thralls at the beginning was rewarded because I would have been down to 10 anyway. So actually, that money going into a reroll was significantly better.
1: Uh, That loaner will be a nice
0: uh, bloodlust target. I'm just like, you go on the line and die and you're free. So it didn't pay for you. Um, So that's wicked. One thing I did notice, though, on tour play is uh, you don't have, well, in our league, you don't have the the classic mercenaries available, uh, like Mm. the mercenary that's the positional plus 30k because i was like because we had this really annoying thing that we need to stop in our league which is like set up the matches but then on the drive to club everyone buys skills and stuff Mm. so you're like oh i'm down i'm down on a 220k okay fine i'll take ivan get Ivan off the shelf, put him in your miniature box, take him and to find out you're actually down 300k because your opponent's changed up stuff and they've seen that you're a dodge team and they've all taken tackle on their SPPs. I was like, okay, we need to we need to tighten that rule up a bit. Like I think I think once you run around, rosters need to be locked uh, so that you don't kind of skill farm against teams and also that TV management is a bit...
1: A little warning saying going to lock the rounds in tomorrow. Yeah last call to yeah. choose yeah. your skills yeah. otherwise you don't
0: yeah. yeah and it gives you the opportunity to kind of well craig had this actually he, was, he brought his um his retro chaos dwarfs and he rocked mm-hmm. up and he was like didn't know i was going to be this amount of tv down and I, I don't know what to do with it like so he just took rubbish choices instead of uh, bringing hack phlegm because he thought it was only like 90k down not 200 and something so he was like oh i could have i could have been like guys I'm 250k down i mean trips we do this all the time in the chat right we're like right look at yeah. my game what have we got um yeah mm. interesting one we'll but do that we'll do that. vampires were wicked my opponent was absolutely wicked necro are great um and yeah literally last turn of the game got the runner got the ball kind of yolo'd it because everyone was tied up and uh past the bloodlust past the dodge Past the first, go for it, and uh, met the ground with the final one on the final whistle. But hey, can't, can't beat a tripwire. Uh, I was just really pleased that actually vanilla vampires were competitive with a 1250 Necro team. Um, really happy with that. Um, they're not tier one, but they are good. Any games for you guys? Why? Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: I got three in at the weekend, but we'll go into that in some more detail. I've been playing a lot of Bubble Three. Well, I say a lot. I've been playing some Bubble Three, and that's been quite fun. I think my my Orc team in the Season Two ladder now is on eight or nine wins, six draws, and two losses, which isn't too bad.
0: I bet those losses came from cheeky Underworld teams
2: uh one of them did i think one of them was lizards you know quite fair. early on that's so i mean the the team's like silly developed now i think everyone has block except for two of the big uns. all of the blitzers have guard one of them has mighty blow two of the big uns have guard uh the thrower has block everyone has block and
0: and people <laughs> hate dwarves it's, it's
2: kind of <laughs> silly but it's kind of like it's, it's a weird one i was talking to i was talking to wayne about this at bonehead ball on the weekend it's like i really like blood ball like the blood Bowl three experience is very very different to playing in tabletop and i think we we briefly touched on this didn't we ben um <laughs> the, there's the social element to it that's obviously missing enormously and uh as i understand it like there's there's not going to be any chat facility in bb3 due due to like regulations or licensing or something. So they've decided to opt out of that, Um, which is a bit disappointing because like chatting with your opponents, like half the fun. Um, so when that's kind of taken out of it, you're really just kind of like focused on the game. Now the games do go considerably quicker. So it's not, you are not you know, not hanging around for those games, particularly what I think it's really good for is practicing the game. I think it's made me it's given me opportunity to think way more about my positioning and stuff than i maybe ever did before because i'm less i'm less concerned about it and i think that helped prepare me enormously for the tournament because if i hadn't been playing on bb3 i'd have rocked up really rusty (laughs) and just not been able to play properly at all um and so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it is a really, really different experience. But I did have some fun uh, with some of the guys on the Discord. Uh, me and Trips did Wednesday. No, uh, this was a couple of weeks back now. We didn't do it on Wednesday last week because I think you were busy. And I wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. Uh, but we do plan on doing that again. And I played with um, Papa Z. played a couple of games with him. I have played with... I wanna say Charon, is that the right way to pronounce it? Yeah, I'm guessing so. Um, those have been both really good fun games. Well, actually, the first one against uh Z, I picked Dark Elves and they just like all died. So <laughs> that was the end of that team. That just got sacked off. And then I then I picked up OWA, and actually OWA are really good fun. They are. I like I had a lot of fun with OWA. Um, yeah, like the um troll slayers such a phenomenal <laughs> piece like who knew who knew yeah. Yeah. who knew what yeah. what a the what slayer a cool the piece, slayer is though.
0: wicked especially if you're running him on a team that you don't feel bad about like because you're like oh i've got the slayer but i'm running owa so it, it's fine and yeah. you're like no
3: <laughs> yeah and he's by far the focus of that team because you're like mm, what does everything else do not everything great ah this is a pure troll slayer <laughs>
2: oh yeah i was just rolling these like one die blocks everywhere with him just like forgetting that i've got to like follow up with it and uh he was just doing phenomenally well yeah i uh, had a couple of really good games with those so those were fun and yeah i painted up some snots for um the bonehead bowl that was good fun like 24 hour snots because <laughs> i completely forgot that i was supposed to do them wow, um, but that's after, right.
0: after everyone convinced you that you needed to take snot legs at your orc team for oh. teams.
2: I mean, yeah, that was worth
0: it. I mean, I we'll think, talk about that a bit. I was gonna say you come back and congratulate Ben on that one in a bit, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> now talking about little frenzy pieces, trips. Did I see the serial killers got another game in?
3: Yeah, yeah, we had game four of the league on um Halloween night. Um uh, we had an Elven Union team, although, uh, when you think Elven Union team, you don't, and Corn, you don't think that the elves are going to turn up with more block than you and significantly, uh, big TV. So I had Scylla and Max as, um, inducements and my continuing luck of Max, um, uh, started with uh, <laughs> the classic throw a rock type thing from the crowd. Max stunned on turn um, zero, to, so out, and then spent the entire game chasing after everyone who'd suitably run away. Um, so, yeah, it was a hard game because Byron's a really good player and his team are really good. He's got a catcher that's, oh, um, I think it's.
0: That it, catcher it, it, is it, dirty. He's got a
3: catcher with catch dodge mighty blow and block it's it's not a catcher <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a blitzer <laughs> yeah and it proved it actually because he um failed he failed to sneak into the end zone on turn at uh, turn eight of the first half so I received the ball uh was down on numbers quite quickly got slowly picked off player by player um Byron got the ball tried to um eke it out to the end of the first half and i managed to do a cheeky dodge uh blitz in my turn eight to get the ball on the ground and he couldn't pick it up and then second half i think i had six players on the pitch to start the second half i failed all of my knockout rolls at half time um so i was without <laughs> my blood spawn without two of my blood seekers um and a couple of other pieces so yeah slowly got picked apart conceded the uh touchdown and and lost 1-0 so i mean 1-0,
0: 1-0 against yeah it was, it was 1-0 but it
3: probably should have been 3-0 it was one of those where yeah he should, he should have been 1-0 up at halftime he would have scored easy in the second half and i think i had like four or five players left on the pitch at the end so oh,
0: that's yeah man that's that's still really good as far as an outcome comes. And I see you got a random completion as well. So you're just. Yes, yes. random
3: completion. I thought I'd, I'd try it at the uh, end of the game and got it. So, uh, yeah, heading towards uh, my second skill with my Corn Gore. I've got the four Bloodseekers now. Two of them have got blocked. And <laughs> they're all back. Um. Um, I've got a lineman who's got a niggling injury so I gave him a random and he's got a dirty player which must be awesome. quite good yeah. that's
0: a really quite good pick up handy that one
3: so uh, yeah the TV sneaking up quite quickly already with despite only having 11 players so I've got are you the...
0: saving up for that extra re-roll They're 70k re rolls cool, aren't they
3: yeah it's like either the re-roll or the inevitable lose a piece that I really need to replace quickly
0: <laughs> that's a tough one you
1: yeah. can't get leader easily either so no
0: uh corn gores so that was it's double isn't it
1: yeah it's double
3: yeah.
0: Uh, it's also a waste of a corn gore yeah yeah
3: mm. i'd quite like to get the second corn gore but i'd like a lineman to die first because i don't want to carry the tv bloat
0: <laughs> i mean i was gonna say with corn it would probably take care of itself yeah um, no that is that is wicked it's great to see the league kicking off uh, it's great to be back in the league which is wicked, and yeah, really, really, really pleased. Now, Ben and Milton, obviously, you've got some games for uh, Bonehead Bowl. Anything else you want to touch on right now before we bounce into that?
1: Um, no, not really. I was going to say I could talk about the games of the Waterham World, but they were just bad games, so i
0: not <laughs> I don't really remember them. <laughs> Groovy. Well, let's take a quick break and be right back. Okay, so Bonehead Bowl annual tournament of complete nonsense so it is a three game elevens tournament that we run at Entoyment every year and it's mixed teams proper mixed teams not this college nonsense although the college teams are also allowed as are vanilla teams too and giants so every year bonehead bowl is kind of like broken blood bowl or blood bowl turned up to 11 like if you ever sit around going oh what if i could take like dark elves and skaven would that do very well yes it would and people should do that especially in sevens oh. hangover bowl so uh every year we hold this tournament and this one has been one i've been super looking forward to so three games of 11s and it was fantastic now full disclosure i've not the results up on the website yet so we're going to be going for the standard sheet uh i, I just had some stuff happen in the last few days which has got in the way a little bit but it'll be up before this podcast airs so that's not too bad so the way bonehead ball works is if you want to take a mixed team there's two groups there's order or chaotic you can take two of those teams you've got to take at least four players from each roster and you've got to use the most expensive re-rolls that's basically the rules you can take giants if one team can take the star player you can take the star player and it's really down to you to figure out what outrageous nonsense there is and we saw some pretty fun roster builds in there now milton and trips did a beautiful job processing the rosters ahead of time milton in particular did a really good job hunting people down um i saw the best comment in the world i think i might have shared it with the group which was on the last podcast where we were like oh all the rosters are in and someone was like the rosters are in because milton's been to prison or something <laughs> yeah. which i thought was an absolute equality, um, I mean, quality. um quality comment
2: if it gets the rosters in that's absolutely fine
0: <laughs> uh but no i mean that was such a massive deal though having all the rosters in and it really felt like people were really excited milton to start like to, to brew up the rosters, to, um, to, to to kind of show them off.
2: I, I actually love it. Like the thing about Bonehead Bowl is, I mean like like every tournament's great fun and that kind of build up to the tournament's always really exciting. But I think more so with Bonehead Bowl, just because there are so many possible variations. And every year we have some new players, we have some returning players. And there's this general excitement for people to show off what they've come up with, because you know, if you're going to a standard elevens team, you're going to be running probably like, you know, your, your favorite team or a new team or something, and you're looking at like a fairly standard build for the package or whatever, but for bonehead bowl, nobody knows what you're bringing <laughs> because <laughs> it could be absolute nonsense. and yeah they particularly fun like um you know the 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 guys that are uh, on the discord that have been talking about it um they were really excited and it was really fun like ramping up on the discord and chatting about it uh particularly teasing like as the rosters were coming in and i was seeing who was bringing what kind of seeing like what was coming in and it was like teasing that out and then eventually when we were we were done and people were really good about getting the rosters in. We only had one late roster and I won't name and shame who it was. And the reason they were late was because they didn't realize they'd bought a ticket if <laughs> Angry that they couldn't get a ticket because the tickets had sold out, not realizing that they had basically been one of the first people to buy a ticket and completely forgotten.
0: Yeah, he, he did come and see me. It was like, I, I didn't realize I was going. Yeah, yeah. Until Milton emailed me. and I was like, amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, so, no, thank you for getting your rosters in. That was really helpful because that, uh, that enabled us to process it really well. So,
1: you're going to call me out for being the latest roster. In. Which oh was...
2: yeah, that was ferocious, But Ben, it's yeah.
0: always one of us. Like it's always one of us. No, uh, but, uh, and, ben did his roster, roster, and then <laughs>
3: realised he didn't actually have the teams. I had to revisit <laughs> oh, <yeah>. the roster. Actually,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's um, challenging. But no, mil you did a fantastic job herding. That like a standard tournament is a challenge, but actually having forty six plus rosters of this level of just indecency was absolutely superb man. so thank you very much to having that prepped having that ready to go having that sorted ahead of time was just but I was it was like a, a pre the first time we've been able to do a proper preview of a tournament and be like this is the teams this is the shenanigans and said it was wicked to see um
2: the thing that outsta- like really stood out to me was is that um there was considerably more accuracy in the mixed rosters than we normally get in the standard tournaments. <laughs> so like we had way less issues with like going back on like uh rosters that were illegal or whatever yeah. um than we would in like one of our like standard 11s tournaments. So I mean I think <laughs> that just goes to show how much people like care about their mixed teams and how much time and attention people had like put into making the teams which is all part of the fun.
0: I, I love it. So uh, what we've got up on screen, what we're going to go through is um, <clears throat> some of the spreadsheet that we use to put on the TV. So when we run our tournaments, we have a TV, we put the rounds up, we put the registration up uh, just so that people don't have to scream across the room or wait around. So uh, we had a whole bunch of chaps. Only two couldn't make it on the day, which was gutting because it would have been great to see them. But actually with the weather, with the flooding, with the carnage and with general life and winter, only having two people out of forty-eight drop out on the day, absolutely outrageous. I think that's the best. Um, I think that's the best we've ever had. Uh, so it was cool. I mean, one was Necro Skaven, which would have been horrific, and another was High Elf and Halfly, which would have been really interesting to see as well. Um, but we had a ton of cool rosters. Uh, but I think before we kind of pick a couple that we really like the look of, Ben. What did you run on the day once we realized that your Amazons were in my cupboard somewhere?
1: Uh I ran corn chaos dwarf, as I mentioned on the last pod. Um I, I did change it up beforehand to the Amazon nobility one, which could have been really interesting, because that was just stand firm, dodge and all of that.
0: Oh, that um, sounds really some... interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> I you know, I had the full game plan in mind. I thought this is gonna be really fun. Um we're gonna
0: like just not move and see what happens. Um got a really fun roster for you. It's dwarves and nobility linemen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just bad <laughs> that's just the worst
0: but no um
1: yeah ran corn chaos dwarf which uh was oppressive i think
0: yeah corn dwarf op nonsense
1: i don't think it was as bad as i i don't think it was as strong as monocorn or mono chaos dwarf though i think it actually made it a bit weaker wow
0: I love that we've got a format where mono mono chorth is a deck Actually, like no, it was, better, it was better, than better than corn.
1: Better than corn, worse than mono chaos. Swarth. Yeah,
0: interesting. That's yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, centaur didn't really do anything um, on his own. It was uh, like he did threaten in a couple of games by going around as like a backfield harassment, <laughs> which is useful. But um, which is the way I was playing them? were very grindy. Um, it was just quite standard and i thought like this is i kind of could use a couple more frenzy pieces here i took my mo- i took two hobgoblin linemen instead because i figured less frenzy is better yeah when i was you already say. have a lot of it yeah um and they're cheaper yeah having 40k and 50k linemen makes building very easy <laughs> you can just you know sort of trade up 10k where you can but um yeah it was um it was interesting uh it was fun it was fun i think i think it was definitely more fun than chaos dwarf obviously but yeah. <laughs> and... I think the roster was uh, sorry, the roster was the Minotaur, Chaos Minotaur, Chaos Off Minotaur, which is fantastic because he's the great big guy. Animal Savagery, it's brilliant. Um, Three Bloodseekers, two with Block, uh, Bull Centaur, two Dwarves, uh, one Corn uh, Gore with hands, which failed me every time. Um, And then Shorthands sure is line the
0: and... worst three plus in the game. Uh, I've
1: got a fun anecdote from my last game. Should I just say that now? Yeah, go for it, go for a game? it. Cool. Okay, so the last game I played against uh, Daniel, um, an amazing coach He was running Ogres and Norse, um, and the beer ball picking up Ogres is really annoying. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that does work quite well. Um, but my corn gore failed to pick up the ball. It was a really deep kick. It was on the line of scrimmage, and um, not a lot of line of scrimmage, end zone, my own end zone, and... Failed to pick it up two turns in a row, and this guy sent a not sent a nobbler around, just trotting along down the pitch, and I was there like, after my se- f- second failed pickup turnover, I was like, oh no, I need I need to blitz this guy, otherwise he two rushes from just getting the ball, and I can't blitz him because he sidestep into range, so I'm there just having this like dilemma in my mind where I'm like, okay, I could fail the pickup here, or blitz him, and Pray I get a pal, because if I don't, he now long, no longer has to rush to get the ball, and uh, he only went in. as he did it, um, but then <laughs> tripped over on his. Uh, I think I think he tripped over on the dodge. I think he ran in, picked up the ball, and then had to dodge out, and then that's when he tripped over. But I was like, oh, that was just far too tense of fumbling the ball and this nobler just strolling along down, being like, yo, what's up? I'm gonna, I'm gonna nick that. But
0: yeah um it was was a really fun game that one i've got the i've got the montage behind us at the moment on the screen of all the rounds and all the players and stuff like that milt i mean we know you ran snotlings what team did we convince you to run alongside them convince
2: (laughs) i I never need convincing to run orcs
0: yeah i mean like well i
2: mentioned it on the podcast a couple couple weeks back or was it a month ago now i guess but um yeah, no, I, I, I took I, I took orcs snotlings. And the reason I took orcs snotlings is because it would be really boring. And I just wanted to run my orcs, but I didn't want to not run a mixed team. And I also wanted the tier three skill package access. So basically I just wanted to run orcs with an extra skill <laughs> so I could put more block down, <laughs> which is exactly what I did. And then like, as we were there on the day, you guys were like, oh no, no, the snotlings are great. Like make sure you like run them every round. Oh, they were so good! They were so good! I couldn't believe how good they were. They were so good that I'm now thinking I want a snotling team.
0: You should. You should get a snotling team.
2: Uh, like, ah, uh, wow. Um, yeah. Are we, we going to go into the games now, or?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's wander, wander, uh, wander into so the games.
2: My my first game was against uh, Andrew Primhack, Oh,
0: I loved this
2: and it was a really good game Andrew brought uh it was a Renegades Underworld mix and if you think about it Renegades and Underworld are already mixed teams so this is just like the ultimate mixed team right because <laughs> you get access to like pretty much everything um And he brought the Bash and the Dash. So he had the Gutter Runner and a Dark Elf. um, Clan Rat. The uh, Minotaur. A Troll. What else did he have? Orc Lineman.
0: He had kind of one of everything. Yeah, he had like
2: a a little bit of everything. And I I won the the, um, coin toss. And i thought to myself i was like hmm this is a really tricky decision because what i really need to do is get rid of the the and the elf because he outstrengths me and this was such a hard matchup for me to get off the bat because i've got a bashy team that is effectively being out bashed and out dashed um and it was and that's pretty much what happened so <laughs> um the first half well you're talking about sure hands a second ago um <laughs> literally turn one first thing i went to do was go and pick up the ball with my thrower failed it failed the reroll, turnover and that i think was probably one of the biggest pivotal moments of the game because of course I chose to receive, thinking, well, I might get an upper hand on the bash. I'll get a better upper hand on the positioning. I'll try and grind that first uh, score in the first half. Take the Gusser and the Elf out, and then just stall the second second half. Right, that was that was the game plan, and literally off the bat, that just fell apart. And then the next thing I know, his Minotaurs killed one of my <laughs> one of my blitzes. by the end of the first half, all four of my blitzers were in the CAS box.
0: I actually got to see two of them happen. Like, I wandered by as well on the third one, and it was amazing.
2: And I've... Yeah, I mean, Andrew played very well, and that first half was was a really, really great game. I really enjoyed that. It was, like, the positioning from both of us was really tight. Like, we were, like, playing... Uh, like, like his use of the gutter was just phenomenal, and like there was just like things that I just couldn't anticipate that he had obviously seen. Um, and yeah, that was it. I, I but the start of the second half, having with four blitzes down, it was just downhill from there. It was so difficult to recover from that, and so I lost that first game three <laughs> nil, um, which is the way you want to go into a tournament, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> He got well. He obviously got the four casualties, and so yeah, uh, I think I got one kaz in that game. So he didn't quite clean sheet me, and I and I went in for a foul because I think I was just like. I felt like he well.
0: emotionally clean sheeted you for that one.
2: He he did, yeah. But I mean, he, well, he won. He won the to choice for his team, which was a very cool team because he'd gone for like a zenched theme. Oh he converted KFC,
0: each of the positionals with. But I was it was oh, it was a really lovely, lovely, lovely team that was beautifully executed.
2: It was a well-deserved win, and yeah, so that was that was a hell of a game. Um, but what I did learn from that game was the power of the snotlings. The snotlings were absolutely phenomenal. So like having the two there and then rolling two in, so you've got 13 players on the pitch. So I've basically got like almost a full orc lineup with four snotlings hanging around it was ridiculous. And it took me a like it took me that game to learn how to use them. But in the second and third games, I, once I'd learned how to use them, they were just like essential for the entire plan. Because like I could I could finally set up surfs, I could finally set up things because you just bring the snotlings into the place where you want them, just dodge them in, and then just like knock the guys over off off the side of the pitch. Uh, absolutely brilliant. So um yeah, my second game was against um well, I went straight down towards the bottom end of the tables. Um my second game was against John Bustergut and he had Amazon Lizards again. Kind of a tough matchup for me because he had six Saurus and two Amazon blockers. So that's eight strength four pieces <laughs> and a Crocs. <laughs> so and he'd given the blockers block. So they were blodging strength four pieces. And then a, a couple of skinks and a couple of throwers. And um, only one leader re-roll, <laughs> which I think was ultimately the thing that really like messed with him but I managed to take the crocs out in turn one cas that and that turned the game for me but he really fought me for that that was a really tough game as well because um I could like once the once the Amazon blockers have got the ball and they've got got the block so there's no way of getting it, like getting it free. Like they've got reasonably decent movement, a strength four. So you're either one die blocking if you're lucky, or you're two die uphilling if you're not. Everything else was tangled up with Saurus everywhere, and I like, just trying to chase that down. But yeah, I did win that game one one nil, and it was literally because he double scold on the last turn to score, um, on his blitz to get out. That was that was it. Otherwise, it would have been a draw, I think um so yeah yeah like and then third match again uh, it was against robert and it was black orcs and orcs versus my orcs and my snotlings and so he had six black orcs strength four and then two big uns strength four um and then blitzers oh so and like one goblin <laughs> It's like, there's just so much strength there. I was like, this is really difficult because normally when you're playing an Orc team, you might have some of that. Like, you know, if you're playing a Lizardman team, but there's a lot of Skinks to kill off or whatever, or if you're playing an Orc team, there's loads of Goblins, uh, Black Orc team, there's loads of Goblins to like kill or whatever. But in this scenario, it was basically just wall meets wall. And we rolled so many armor rolls <laughs> and none of them broke. And so that is where the Snotlings became amazing because... I used them to start surfing his guys, to start positioning where I could move him to, where he couldn't get out. And then I'd just jump him in and push him off. I think in the end, I surfed about four of his players, which was enough to get me the win, because then I could push through. Again, another really difficult game to play, but you could only ever experience that at Bonehead Bowl
0: that is you're exactly right like that's the best thing about this format is like it's just it's just more it's just different and you will play a whole bunch of teams that are very very different um which is so good i I mean it i think i think the highlight with andrew was was was, was beating you (laughs) 3-0 i'm not surprised (laughs) that was very 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 cool i do have his team up on the screen uh he had like a gene stealer magos he had a whole bunch of Warcry models that he converted and a beautiful older like skaven player that he'd converted as well so it was it was wicked i mean bt going into your games um can Mm. you remember who you played
1: yeah i played (laughs) yeah i remember this one um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I played uh, up against Corn and North. Uh, this was David, I want to say. Sorry, Craggle, uh, Daniel. No, it was Craggle. That no, wasn't Craggle. Where was I? Table, Krabbers. That was it. Andrew Krabbers. Sorry, Daniel was my last game. Yes, Krabbers, Andrew, with his Leeds United, Corn, and. Uh, not necro team and yeah calling necro brutal um this was a really tough battle it was a really long game we ended up calling it a draw with about four turns left um it was looking pretty up for me for a lot of it um it was a, a tough tough offensive drive scored one nil had the ball was gonna make it two nil from blitzing his ball carrier uh but then it happened to scatter into the hands of a werewolf with dodge could have proceeded to dodge out, hand off the other werewolf that scored. And I was like, excellent. That was like six plus five plus four plus situation. <laughs> but that's what happens. Um, but yeah, so I ended up calling it a draw. Game two was against Daryl McPedron, who's definitely had better games. He said he's only had three games like that in his life, where he is just utterly miserable. He got very diced. Um, he. Yeah, I was up against Orcs and Skaven and just ruined his team. Got loads of ten armor breaks in the second half. First half was great. It was a huge, really tough matchup. Zero zero at half time. But then then I received and just uh,
0: I, was go- I was gonna say, I was really, really excited when you got drawn against Daryl, because Daryl's excellent. Mm. And I was like, This this is gonna be like a really fun matchup actually i felt the same way when milton you got paired up against andrew i was like oh this is wicked like i, I love the idea of this matchup and it sucks to hear that he got diced but <laughs> I, it was God. you coming around seeing the
1: gutter runner who had like nicked the ball and you were like yeah come on gutter
0: i, <laughs> yeah, like, I did i did I, <laughs> yeah that's exactly it i was like come on i am i'm favoring the gutter runner here come on and then <laughs> and, and you exploded him
1: yeah um it was I, I think it was a zero pointer for him which was kind of gutting but after seeing the dice roll it was kind of understandable um so that was a one 0 win uh then game three was against uh daniel as i said the nobler nicking the ball uh, fortunately i don't think he scored on that instance um but then it was just a really tough fight um ended up losing quite a lot of players we both got a free bribe which encouraged me to, encouraged me to foul um, which ended up ended up my player getting sent off and the bribe failing. So that <laughs> happened. Um, Absolutely baited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, but it was a re- that was a really fun game. His team was great as well. He had um, it was like a fire themed team. So he had these fire elementals for the ogres.
0: Oh, I love that. good. Yeah, and uh, with the fire, the, no, no, the fire extinguishers as well.
1: Yeah, so his- he had little fire extinguishers as bonehead markers. So he put them on the fire when. <laughs> Whenever they're bowheaded. He, he said it was like a fire and ice team with the Norse and stuff. Mm. Um, it, it worked quite well. Um, Yeah, I'll, yeah, man, beer boars in a mixed team situation. I never even considered that. They're great. Uh, he was just had a beer boar in the backfield protected. He was like, oh, let's roll to stand up my ogres. And it's five, five, five. five. Cool, up they get. <laughs> I'm like, this is outrageous. That's ridiculous. need to bonehead them. <laughs> they're just that what yeah is that right i think so pick me up right yeah it doesn't yeah you're it's right be it's, it just, doesn't... Any with it's any just any player it's just
0: any player <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's genius yeah i thought it was genius
1: oh, love... blitzing the
0: and... <laughs> just like right yeah oh, i love that combo that's brilliant i tell mm. you what that was something i absolutely saw was there was some absolutely ingenious combinations and some really like some really thematic stuff that was really all well and good but there was just some really phenomenal combos um i just i like like i think one of you guys said this the 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 inspiration of this was phenomenal and it kicked off right at the beginning with, with rocking up and someone being like is this roster stunty and i'm like what do you mean is this roster stunty and he's like well I've, I've got i've got tomb king's what was it like tomb king's underworld or something is it stunty? I was like, well, what you, of course not. They're like, well, we've just got Tomb Guardians and Little Dudes. I was like, oh, then yes. Like, I, I wrote the rule book on this one and I, I do not remember this being a thing. Um, Tomb King Underworld with Hack That was Frodo. And they were like, is this a stunty roster? I was like, what? I'm like, yes. I was just like, from then on, I was like, this is just going to be an outrageous fun mixture of teams i mean trips you did an absolutely solid job of toing entering all the scores herding all the people all day long what were some of the highlights of the day for you uh i think highlight would definitely be
3: something that is difficult to see at a lot of tournaments but in round one we had a giant score a touchdown yes Yes. that was
0: a superb moment
3: Forty-six people cheering because something that should never ever happen has. I think that sort of sums up what the community is like when it comes to to uh, playing Blood Bowl. So I think that was that was pretty spectacular. I think seeing two games with sixteen fouls in by the same coach. <laughs> uh another specialty. Um and just seeing some of the madness that was going on with players, there was lots of sidestepping small guys, annoying, very large, big guys. I think there was this was the first year we've really seen the balance of not, every, not everyone filling up with just, like, how many strength four and strength five guys you can get. It's actually, what can I do to compete with the fact that I will be playing four or five? strength four or five guys. So seeing little guys being chased around the pitch or push the snotling, you can just see the level of annoyance on coaches as they're like, all I want to do is squish the snotling. All I want to do is squish the snotling because there's another load of them out there. So that that was really pretty impressive. Um, and w- one thing I really enjoyed seeing was we had a couple of vanilla teams and one of them did reasonably well in the day. So we've always thought, was was mixed teams broken in terms of unbalanced because you could have all the best things in there? But it was it was good to see
0: a, a pure dark health team actually hold their own. Yeah, I think great hmm. mix of teams in that way, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, like
1: I said before, I think the Chaos Dwarf would like would have been better than my mix. I think my mix was just for you know violence. But um, yeah, like it, it's I I think you can break it if you try for sure. But it's not like the point where you stop I, your opponent having I, a game. I, I don't know, I, man. I think
2: you can. I mean, I think people have been trying. to I think you see, they like, tried. Drew came in with what I what I thought was going to be the absolute filthiest roster. I mean, I was so convinced. So he brought um. He brought Orc Snotlings as well. But I went, oh, yeah, I just want an extra skill. He went, I want all the filthy mega Megastar.
0: <laughs> and the, so he the brought last
2: Hack Flem, Yeah, the last hurrah. He brought Hackflemm and Bomber. And he was going for it. And the reason that Drew was going for it is because Drew has won all the other tournaments this year, all the other Bonehead tournaments this year. Not all the other tournaments. That would be crazy. But... Um, <laughs> Um, all the other bonehead tournaments and he was looking for the complete sweep. And so he'd practiced quite a bit as I understand it. And his, his team on paper was in my opinion, by far the like, and when I say worst, I mean the like most challenging team, you know, looked like very well considered very well formulated because it was basically similar to my team, but with the two extra stars of attached on it he like sacrificed a few a few of the positionals to take the stars but it was very similar in its composition and the concept and having seen the other kind of um lists come in I was certain that Drew was going to do really well but the dream ended for him in, in round one so
0: I mean I think there's a bit of a nemesis thing. So being drawn against Dalio, uh, yeah. first round was was a. I mean, that is a tough draw. up game, but yeah. anybody and everybody. And uh, I mean, other than that, I think Drew did brilliantly on the day, but just 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 did, got yeah. edged out by Dalio in the first round with a. Ve- I mean, they both had beautiful teams. Like, and this is like the roster that that could have exploded. But when it comes to Bonehead Bowl, there's like you said, Milton. There's just More strength four players, more movement eight players than there normally is. So you've got a bit more bash and you've got a bit more dash no matter what you're doing. Um and that's the thing I love about the format so much, it's like the variation's wicked, but every there's there's my my whole shtick with Blood Ball, right, is that there's always a play, there's always a way out, there's always an out. So play to your outs. Like if your opponent rolls ones for a couple of turns and you roll sixes for a couple of turns. You, there's a chance here <laughs> in bonehead bowl, it's one turn like they roll a couple of ones you run a couple of sixes and you're in there because your team's got some skinks in it for, for because you can like you know what you've, oh, you've got like tough blockers and it's just that wicked comp- oh you've got a giant that can just multi-block mighty blow plus two and all of a sudden you've turned the tide because now you're playing sevens and it's, it's just that that swing factor um, keeps the games really 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 fun me uh yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm
2: i'm waiting for somebody to find the breaking formula but i don't think we've quite got there yet if we will
0: and it's um, the blood bowl like any team can beat any other team at any given moment mm, we've seen it and it absolutely rings true um
2: one of my favorite comments on the discord was uh when we posted the list um saturday beforehand of what people were bringing i think it was frodo uh said um it's like wait we can bring star players with the dungeon ball teams (laughs) and it was in my head it was that moment when they're in uh the the hot in lord of the rings when the (laughs) hobbit comes in in pints now i was like well, it's technically just acorn, and acorn can play for any team. So, yes, he was like, "I hadn't even considered this."
0: No, I hadn't considered that. Yeah, uh, that's that was that was Stevie, wasn't it?
2: I think it was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: college of life with acorn. That was that was his mission that day. Was just to run around with acorn. Um, we did
2: get some comments about the murder squirrel as well, didn't we? Was it um, was it Duncan? On the discord was saying that he was sat in a meeting the other day where he was just like i can't concentrate on work i'm too busy reliving the match where i like had half my players murdered by a squirrel
0: (laughs) well it was a heck of a day with some absolute nonsense rosters some beautiful beautiful teams some really clever really clever modeling things like whether you're going for the fire extinguisher there was a team with five big guys i think and particularly I'm um, potentially creek i think that might have been the roster um but they printed smaller versions of all the big guys to use as prone and stunned markers which oh. i thought was just oh. outrageously genius um genius idea he painted it so he could put them down in the square and it actually didn't cause an issue which I am took. I took, I took a photo of it because I, I am robbing that. That is absolutely superb. But I'm gonna be honest, there was far too many awesome moments on the day to to talk through them all. And like a, a massive thank you to all the players, massive thank you to all the all the TOE work that, that you guys did as well i mean i got to spend most of the day just in between the rounds just going over and goading people and seeing really cool things happen and seeing some horrible horrible situations on the pitch and just cheering on it was absolutely phenomenal um but a couple of like really wonderful moments for me uh one of them was was going into round three and having table one be papa z and Stratford. So goblin snottling ripper hackflem versus papa z running black orc Norse and fungus like the match up itself so cool and to see papa z up on table one as well was also absolutely wicked. So we had stunty, we had papa z, and I was just like, this is wonderful. Like the whole top row was just so cool. Like you had um, kaijin chicken there as well versus scarfang, and I was like, this is your death wish versus Dalio. It was just like. A really, really, really... Uh, it's just a wicked day of just outrageous I love, stuff. I love hearing these names like Bonehead Law. <laughs> it <laughs> is, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's evolving, <laughs> it is yeah. it was so cool Ah, oh, and one of my other highlights as well was was catching up with wednesday so sarah jane after her uh, i think it was her last round she was she'd just gone downstairs after a game um like she would had a rough first round an awesome second round and then had a bit of a a bit of a disaster in the last round and we had a good chat and a good, a good laugh about that which was which wicked and when the, the other two members of the priest back david priest and james priest got paired up against each other i uh, sort of wandered over to james i was like james have you, have you played this this guy before and he just looked at me like... <laughs> it was wicked to see um, see
3: the proper family seriousness it was like it doesn't really matter what happens the rest of the day this is bragging rights for the whole of the rest of the winter is on
0: now practice is practice this is for real and i think i think james beat uh beat david on that one actually i think he well, took, I mean, the, took did he i think he took the priest cup
2: I think
1: David beat James
0: there. Oh, I was going to say, I think oh, James did. Quite, yeah.
2: James, like, James came really low, but he got most casualties out of anyone. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I think yeah. he nearly. I think he nearly pitch cleared them though. I think that's why. Because really? I was talking. I was talking to Sarah Jane. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Yeah. He had ten casualties and six fouls. In yeah. that game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, what?
0: Yeah, I remember
3: I remember the scorecard coming in and going, I just need to check this because that looks like someone's been putting fouls in the casualty line. And he was like, he was proudly like, no, I did 10 casualties. And you could see him like, wow, nothing else will beat
0: that all oh, year. I'm impressed uh,
1: David got two touchdowns in with 10 casualties. suffered. <laughs> that's
0: insane. James is grounded now, but yeah, <laughs> like, like Titanium Boy is was grounded. Well, I mean, Vampire Underworld Hack Flem and Cheney. Oof. For Master Wiggins, yeah,
2: da- oh, yeah. he it's deserved
0: just, that. That's <laughs> just beautiful. Yeah, Probably
2: just Cheney on his own, just at the end and running around.
0: It's just him and yeah, two touchdowns—one for Hackford, one for, for Chaney and that one, I reckon. Um, yeah. but it was just—it was just phenomenal. Um, so we've got the the final standings will be up on the, the our site before this podcast goes out. Um, and just. I think we need to we need to work on trying to find a way to share the rosters out public because it's it's just so much nonsense i already can't wait for next year but stratford with goblin snotlings ripper and hackflem did take it on the day which was awesome so not only stunty it was double stunty i mean yeah ripper and hackflem but absolutely fantastic to see and uh we had we had a few three and O's, so it's always always tough on the points here. kaijin oh. chicken oh sorry trips
3: yeah, well, and I was going to say he he proved that you can that fouling absolutely can win because he was doing a lot of fouling and and getting clearing players through that, um. But that allowed him to win a three-game tournament with only scoring five touchdowns. Yeah, but the he was he did not concede a touchdown all day.
0: That was that was cool to see. Um. Yeah. So Stratford. Number one, Kaijin Chicken, our buddy Nick, Corn Goblin, and Bomber at yeah, 3-0 as well. Dalyo, after taking on Drew and winning in round one, Chaos Renegades, Tomb Kings and Ivan. Death Shroud, I don't sleep on Death Shroud, he's awesome, uh, was third and also at 3-0 was Hectar with Dark Elf and Norse. And top five rounds out with our buddy Wayne, who's changed from Gimlio one to BB Sprout with Black Orcs and Corn, and just a phenomenal bunch grumpy sprite uh kekarak uh primac uh drew blood nine papa z 10 um there's some absolutely wicked combinations with the new vampires in there as well like every single one of these rosters was just awesome like and i would play against them any day but um yeah, full full standings would be out in the tournament uh, out on the page by the and we should touch on the thing that was by far and away
3: the most important thing for Milton at the end of round 3 which was no, where man. am i in relation to Ben that was all he cared
2: about <laughs> I was so miffed about when we were in um, when we were in Nottingham at the 7s tournament and Ben was like right at the bottom table I was in the middle and I was like oh yeah I'm doing all right and because of their point system and leap from me by like 20 something points in that one game, and I was like, I'm not having it this time. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not seeing that happen. I'm going from the bottom here to the top. We're going to see it happen. And I did. It. It's going to bring cheating orcs.
1: is the only way you can beat me, Milton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, final standings for you two Blood Tithe, about 20. 23rd. Three, where, 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 where's Miltonio? Fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Oh, well done, lads. Well thought. We we should have we should have fixed it so that you two played each other on round three. Um, should have had like a little death like, match.
3: <laughs> when we were doing the round draws, it was the thing that I was checking for to see how close they were. Just yeah, you couldn't quite line your points close enough up during the day, and Try but... harder next time. Yeah, I, I was full up for a to fiddle on that one. <laughs>
0: uh should have been a good one. <laughs> uh, definitely need to rename it, but yeah, definitely a, a kind of strategy. <laughs> so that is it for Bonehead Bowl. Um, I love the Dungeon Bowl event we run, and I love Beachhead because it's just something special. But but Bonehead Bowl is just by that point in the year, it feels like everyone's ready for it because it's like. This is not the same Dark Elf team I've played seven times. Like, this is not corn again. This is just something unnecessary. And a massive shout out to those guys who are running Giants on the day as well.
2: Oh, we need to talk about the I Giants. thought
0: you'd want to get that story in, milk before we wrapped up.
2: Yeah. So uh, the Giants were a bit of an interesting one. So there were four guys that came with Giants. Now, I didn't know this until the day, but in the build-up to the event, once the list had gone out on the um onto the discord so people could check uh malphus one of the attenders said, said to me said um what the list's wrong um neil doherty is bringing a giant and i thought oh yeah i must have just got something piped in wrong so i was like due diligence i'll go and check brought the list up and i was like no there's no giant here so i messaged back and said no, I've double-checked the roster, there's no giant on that one, it's right. At which point, this sort of, like, thread exploded because, turns out, they'd all agreed that they were coming with giants, and Neil had lied to them about bringing a giant and submitting a list without one, <laughs> to which they were furious about. And I kind of thought, oh, okay, whatever, it's kind of funny. The closer we got to the event, the more they were talking about it in the Discord. Um, And then Malfus said, oh, I'll let you know when Neil's coming, because when he comes into the room, I need everyone to boo him for lying about the giant. (laughs) And I thought thought to myself, I said, why can't one up that? I'm going to go change his cover sheet. (laughs) I, I changed his cover sheet to read Neil, Giant Lion and Doherty goblins with her excluding giant where's your giant what i didn't realize was on the day they explained that they've named the giants after each one of us and he was supposed to do me (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the entire thing was justified now yeah you each got a giant and i didn't get one so now it was personal
0: I loved it. I thought it was wicked. It's such a cool thing to do for a tournament, like to go with a shtick, to go with like a, a whole angle. But um, yeah, so 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 good. Uh, right, guys, we're gonna have to wrap up now. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on that we've missed off, other than just a whole day's worth of awesome stories? No,
2: good. We enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely yeah, really
0: wicked. Good. And thank you for everyone attending. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you so much for attending. Uh, trips, thank you for TOing You did an absolutely outrageous job um really good on the day and ben for setting up score milt for doing the rosters and both of you for playing i think it went really well um but we're gonna have to wrap up for now so thank you very much for watching everyone we'll be back soon with more purple content happy blocking